Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to DBN News for 9-25-2018, the semi-daily news that even plants crave. I'm Anthony, and I'll be your host today. With that being said, let's jump into the news. All news today is courtesy IGN and Polygon. Strap in, because it is a heavy Telltale News Day. First up, Telltale's sudden closure was reportedly the result of a failed round of financing. Following the news last Friday that Telltale Games is shutting down, fans have been wondering how and why this happened so suddenly. According to a report yesterday, the culprit is a failed round of funding that Telltale's board was counting on to keep it above water. The company was working diligently to close a round of financing, Telltale co-founder Dan Connors told Variety. Unfortunately, when the last potential financial backer abruptly pulled out, we were left in a position where we had no choice but to stop production. Sadly, everyone was so focused on doing what was required to keep the company going that when the last potential partner backed out, there was no or there were no other options. Connors wouldn't name the potential financer Telltale was courting, but multiple sources told Variety that it may have been Lionsgate. It wouldn't have been the first time Lionsgate provided financial backing for Telltale. Lionsgate first invested in the studio in 2015, which eventually led to some strife with Telltale co-founder Kevin Bruner earlier this year. Lionsgate's or Liongate's 2015 investment is said to have been for $40 million and was made so that the two companies could create a super show that would combine playable content with scripted TV content. While that project never came to fruition, Telltale did make another seemingly lucrative deal with an entertainment company. This one to bring Minecraft Story Mode to Netflix and to produce a game based on the streaming service provider Stranger Themes. As we get more and more details on Telltale's closure, does it make you feel different about the company's closure? Or does it make them seem even more of the bad guy? We would love to hear what you think on this topic. It is a super hot topic right now. Next up is another Telltale story. Former employee sues Telltale for breaking labor laws. A former Telltale Games employee is filing a class action lawsuit against his former employer for reportedly breaking California labor laws in an attempt to properly compensate himself and the rest of its former employees that were laid off last Friday. As reported by Polygon, former employee Vernie Roberts Jr. submitted the class action lawsuit on Monday, citing Telltale's violation of the Warren Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act for just cause of the lawsuit. According to the lawsuit, this violation should grant Roberts and the other terminated employees a collection of unpaid wages and benefits for 60 days following the violation. According to California's Employment Development Department website, the Warren Act protects employees, their families, and communities by requiring, requiring that employees give a 60-day notice to the affected employees prior to a plant closing or mass layoffs. As this is a class action lawsuit, Roberts will be acting as plaintiff on behalf of himself and the rest of the Telltale employees that were laid off last Friday, which, according to the lawsuit, was approximately 275 employees. The lawsuit claims that this number constitutes a mass layoff and that without being given at least 60 days prior written notice of their terminations without cause, Telltale is required to pay them their respective wages, salary, commissions, bonuses, accrued holiday pay, failed pension, and 401k contributions. Other employee benefits under ERISA Employment, Retirement, Income, Security Act and pay their medical expenses for 60 days following the mass layoff. Early reports stated that Telltale employees were caught off guard when they were told the majority of the staff was being let go and they had 30 minutes to leave the building. 
Because of this proposed violation of the Warren Act, Roberts, on behalf of the rest of the laid-off employees, demands a trial by jury to determine if they are owed the various payments and benefits that would that they would have received for 60 days <clears throat> following the termination. What are your thoughts on this? I think all of these employees deserve exactly what is in this. I hope this class action lawsuit rules in their favor. Uh, it is despicable what the CEOs and owners of Telltale did to all 275 of those employees. Capcom, Resident Evil 2 is not just a remake, it's a brand new entry into the series. During IGN Japan's Tokyo Game Show 2018 livestream, Resident Evil 2 producers Yoshiaki Hirabayashi and Suyoshi Kanda, so sorry for destroying those names, told us that Capcom sees the forthcoming remake as a brand new entry in the series. The remake of the 1998 classic is being developed using Capcom's RE engine, which was first used for 2017's Resident Evil 7. Thanks to the engine, we were able to create gorgeous graphics as well as sound, Hibayashi told us, or Hirabayashi told us. As for the gameplay, we got a lot of feedback from Resident Evil 7. RE Engine is a great engine for trial and error, so our experience with previous titles using the same engine has greatly enhanced the new Resident Evil 2, Kanda added. The two producers told us that they want people to see the 2019 version of Resident Evil 2 not just as a remake, but as a brand new entry in the series. Their statement makes sense, as a remake indeed seems to be an evolution for the series. When attacked by enemy zombies, dirt and scars on characters are depicted in real time, zombies will react and be affected differently depending on how you attack them. Raccoon City will have the same atmosphere, but details like when and where characters meet each other for the first time have been altered, Kanda told us. While aiming for a new and fresh experience, the two producers did say that keeping, Resident, keeping themes Resident Evil is their top priority and that they are not trying to mimic Western third-person shooters. The game is all about that Capcom and Resident Evil DNA. That's what mo- that's what what's most important for us, Kanda assured. Are you excited for this? Resident Evil 2 remake looks amazing. What are your thoughts? And last but not least, Microsoft announces the X018 fan event. During today's Inside Xbox livestream, Phil Spencer announced the X018, an event aimed towards Xbox fans around the world. Detailed on the official Xbox website, X018 will be hosted on Saturday, November 10th during the 4th Annual Xbox Fan Fest in Mexico City. The event will be live-streamed as an Inside Xbox episode, so fans outside of Mexico can join in on promised announcements. This will be the largest Inside Xbox episode so far, reported to be clocking at, in at 2 hours long. There will be announcements from both first and third party developers. This was announced along with mouse and keyboard support for Xbox One, though not many details were given today. More about this developer-centric input support process will be revealed during X018. And there we have it. That is the news for today. Thank you for listening, and let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending us a message on Anchor, the podcast app we use to record the show. Find us on Twitter at DadsBeardsNerds. Check out our Twitter bio for a link to our Discord community. Find us on Instagram at Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast. And while you're at it, please rate the podcast on your podcast service of choice and help us reach an even larger audience. Until next time, I'm Anthony, and I look forward to making more content for you.